Welcome to another episode of Carnival of Random. This is a bit of a special one for me, but first off, Greg, uh, turned out Greg's in Berwyn. Berwyn. I called them up, and he's like, I have a podcast today, so hopefully he'll be back next week. But fear not, gentle listeners, we have the great Mike Murray Howdy. filling in for him. So How y'all cool. doing out there? This is Rob, of course, and this, uh, you know, Van Gogh finally got his attention. Luckily, these guys, they're getting it a lot earlier than he did, and quality wins out after a while, and I'm very thrilled they have, they have a lot of stuff coming up this week, a record release, and I'm very pleased to have, uh, means a lot to me, you'll see why in terms of my music growth, Gary Trainer of New Math. Hi, hello, hi. Now, you know, the one story I've never known, and full disclosure, my brother plays keyboards with you, so I've been, I was a young un. Uh-huh, you know, I was uh-huh. young, spending my money on magazines and stuff in those days, but how did New Math actually start? Well, actually, Mark and I were roommates. Vassar Street, right? On Vassar Street. And at that time, I was good friends with Kevin Patrick. Um, <clears throat> and we had been friends for a couple of years when Kevin, as a record collector, um, started, he wrote a letter to uh, to the guy, uh, this... Um, uh, for Eddie and the Hot Rods, he wrote, he wrote a fan letter, and um, and he started trading records um, with Howard Thompson, who signed them to. He was over in England, signed them to Island Records, and he answered. And of course, Howard, being a record collector, also um, they started trading records, and Howard was sending us all the punk music before it was hitting here uh, trading it with Kevin and Kevin come over with these new singles like the Ramones and uh, Sex Pistols and uh, uh, the Damned and and all that and we we were going oh my god we're going nuts I mean we were familiar with Patti Smith and um, we had seen her live and were quite transformed by her um, if I don't know if anybody had a chance to ever see her perform, You're not. Um, especially uh, when Horses came out, uh, she, uh, you know, she was kind of like uh, pick up the guitar, rock and roll. Um, you know, um, you you, you got to just get up and do it. And so uh, we decided to start a band because we wanted to be in the middle of this wave that was hitting because we missed the first wave with the Beatles and the Kinks and the, you know, et cetera, all of those bands and pretty things and et cetera, uh, on the first wave. And on the second wave, we decided, well, we wanted to be in the middle of it, so we started New Math. And the first thing we did was uh, we got a drummer that was Paul Dodd. He had a, a sign instead of Drupper Wanted, he kind of had a signed drummer uh, available, <laughs> uh, and had a good Paul draw, Paul Dodd drawing of drum set and everything. We said, "Well, this guy looks good." So Paul came over, and to Vassar Street, and we tried him out, and then uh, we saw a guitar player, um, and Robert drove up driving Dale, because they came from the same town, 
and Iggy Pop was blaring out of the radio and everything. <laughs> so we were like, well, you know, this might be a really good one too, right? So Dale came in, and he tried out. So we needed a bass player. So what we decided to do was um, teach Robert how to play bass, even though he'd never played bass before. And so he went out and got a bass, and every day I would teach him the bass parts because at the time I played guitar, and um, and Dale played guitar, and Kevin sang, and Paul was on drums. Um, and that uh, particular lineup, and see, Mark was my roommate, but he got in a car with uh, Kenny Colombo and decided to go across country. So the first couple of years that we were playing... Um, Mark was kind of off, you know, on the road. He was donating blood to, I think I remember the story was, they made money by donating their blood on yeah, the road. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, um, but then, uh, some things occurred where we had to ask Robert to leave. And that was when we, we had Mark come in on keyboards and I switched to bass, and and then Paul kind of left because he wanted to do something with his wife, um, the high tax uh, <laughs> personal effects uh, kind of. That was because we had a huge rehearsal room and everybody would be up there, uh, the targets and the and Peggy and they would be doing their thing and then come to find out Paul and Peggy wanted to do their own thing. So we got um, Bobby. McCarthy Bam Bam, um, he was uh, a regular at the House of Guitars, and uh, we bought him a drum set, and he played drums on a, on a couple, you know, I don't know, for maybe a year, um, but then uh, he just wasn't working out, because he wouldn't show up, <laughs> fortunately. <laughs> well, you know the I mean, that was the thing, I mean, we rehearsed, because we weren't very good. And we rehearsed every day, every day. And I would teach Robert and then go and rehearse. It was a six, seven day a week kind of situation because, um, you know, you just, and he just wouldn't show up at our rehearsals, which was, un, you know, just wasn't acceptable, you know. Um, and that was when we got Roy. And then Roy got us Chris, because he knew Chris from playing in bands. And so now the new lineup was Roy, um, Chris Yockel, myself still on bass, and, and uh, Mark on keyboards, and uh, uh, Kevin on lead singing. So that was the different. So this particular period is closer to the very early one. Um, there are some songs on here, uh, one of which is one that Dale wrote. Uh, he, he wrote some really good songs. And so, uh, um, we did, we did get one of the songs that we, we recorded, um, one of Dale's songs. And then, uh, and then we went through this, uh, you know, so this is more of the garagey period of New Math. I, because I know a little about your studio just because of Greg Prevost's book and the thing he released. The yeah, he was up them. there. He was so. up there too, and I was the first one to 
to play guitar on his tracks before the Chesterfields. Well, I know how like you could have gotten drummers though. If you have to find drummers, just order a pizza and they'll come. <laughs> <to you>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but a little bit too from like being there and Mike, you can add in because I was mm. young and how was the scene there when it started out? Like going down. What do you remember? Yeah, I was going to ask you in in, uh, in this in Rochester, New York, in 1977. Right. Where did you think you were going to play? <laughs> well, well, what, what what we did was we did um, what we were told to do, which you had to get a manager. I mean, a real manager. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy had to be known by the club owner. Yeah. You had to play three sets a night. This is at the Orange Monkey, the Orange Monkey and Monkey, Penny yeah. Arcade and and uh, what's the other one that uh, Jeff. Oh, the Red Creek. Red Creek, yeah. um, and 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 you know clubs in Syracuse and clubs in Buffalo. Um, you had to play three sets a night. Um, you had to present it to them with pictures, and you had to bring your own PA. And that was what. And we did all of it. Had a van, a PA. We we went around. We did. We lied about what songs we played. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to do what you got to you do. Know, uh, we we gave them three sets of you know lies. John Denver. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Seger. Yeah. Journey. What? Yep. You know. So so and we really did Rolling Stones and Patti Smith and and the Eddie Dan, and the Hot Rods. Eddie and the Hot Rods <laughs> definitely, which we're doing a tune um, at at Record Archive. We're doing um, Get Out of Denver. Okay. And then, um, um, which is Bob Seger. So you weren't yeah, lying. Yeah, you yeah, we weren't lying. <laughs> but it's it's the Hot Rods version. Yeah. Yeah, the fa- the fast Hot Rods version. And um, Dick Storms is going to play um, harmonica cool. in this particular um, show at at the archive. He's going to do Get Out of Denver with us. And um, but then what happened was, um, you know, Scorchy. Uh, we were we rehearsed at the Cox Building on St. Paul Street. Uh, this is where all the you know, uh, other people were had uh, Bowery Boys had a place in there. It was between Andrews and the Interloop. And that, yeah, that now it's, it's closed. Yeah, it's yeah, sad. But it was a great building. Yeah, and we had a we had this cool um, huge space above the dial a dial, which was. <laughs> <laughs> It was the seventies. It was. It was like you know they put quarters in, and, you know, and the glass would go up, and yeah. that was right. That was right below us, and it was real huge. And that was when you know, um, you know, Greg Prevost and all these people would come up and um, you know mess around with recordings, and and then uh, and and just down the street uh, on Andrew Street was Scorchy and so we would be going there uh, after rehearsal for drinks and um, Kevin asked if he could put his records in the jukebox oh yeah so he started putting reggae and, and then you know all the stuff Clash and, and yeah. yeah Clash and everything so people who were into that actually started hanging around at Scorchy and then Scorchy said well you know, I'm going to open the downstairs, and did you want to play? Well, in, the, in this time, we had already started playing New York or or the Mud Club or and, um, 
club down in uh, CBGB's. Uh, we 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 didn't play CBGB's. Mm. No, um, we played Danceteria, my club. Uh, but we also down in Washington, the the nine thirty club. Okay. Uh, what happened was we told Don, when you uh, we go out of town, we just play us one set. We play one set. And and then you know opening for somebody, um, or uh, and they their PA was there, the lights were there, everything was there. What you need to do <laughs> is have a PA and lights, um, and uh, the bands will pay for them at the end of the night, and and they'll pay for the opening band. They'll just whoever gets the door takes care of the night and he agreed so that was when you were able to just put together one set um everything was there you just got up on stage and played um i can't remember the the person that did the sound there uh, oh mark? mark mark i think his name was mark yeah, yeah. yeah. He owned the PA, and he got his Thiebold? money. Yeah, Mark Thiebold. Yeah, yeah, he got yeah. the money at the end of the night, and that's when Scorsese turned into, um, you know, the and then and then people like Nancy Marcuse and etc. started booking bands there, um, and and then uh, other bands uh, obviously got the idea that well, you know, if New Math can do it, I can do it. We'll 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 take the lead night, and we'll get an opening band. And or 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 will open for somebody, you know, because couldn't always have the same band opening, mm -hmm. um, and and that's why I think you know a music scene grew here because there was some place that cultivated them, um, encouraged them to do original music, um, encouraged them to be creative and do their own thing, and you know, and that's why this this particular. Um, Record. I'll, I'll have to pull up. I don't know if you've seen the packaging yet. Uh, not yet. I oh, have actually. Uh, I would like to because I'm going to play the heck out of it okay. on my radio okay, show. Okay. Good. Gonna... Good. Um, it's very stylish. It's it, well, oh, what sure. it is is very Rochester. Yeah. Okay. He did well, Jay. Okay, Coyle, I will say stylish. <laughs> there you he go. did a great job of of um, the cover is the original cover of Die Trying that Paul Dodd did. Yep, I've got that on Reliable Records. On Reliable. Of yep. So that's the cover. Okay. So, um, which I thought was great. Um, and then inside uh, is all the posters and buttons and oh. everything that uh, all laid out. I remember yes, I had my new math adds up. It was a casualty right. back yeah. then. It popped yeah. off and it's been long you gone. Have, no, I had yeah, a sticker. We had the old sticker. For anybody that had stickers bumper stickers. Well, i do still have the um the the bumper uh, sticker of uh, radio you, in rochester insults my intelligence now i'm insulting people yes. with it so we are right yeah, here so too. we are <laughs> but i also had i had that was either the die it was the woman with die trying ran but what i do oh. with the sticker i stuck it on my bedroom wall well that's what you do when you're a kid i mean yeah. come on yeah they got used you know yeah. <laughs> but luckily we found enough <laughs> and and so the i i think you know it's a it's an homage to the Rochester punk new wave rock scene, um, which is what we really were. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um, and that uh, I'm very proud, very happy um, that this 
you know, again, I, someone mentioned the other day, you know, it just seemed like old, tired stuff. Um, no, it doesn't, because it stands up. You know, I think, you know, number one, all the bands in the 80s stand up now. I mean, they were the... Well, I agree. They were the... That, that was a renaissance period for, you know, all the bands that came out of England... Um, you know, not necessarily punk. You know, then well, moved on to the, you know, to the to the more like uh, uh, orchestral maneuvers yeah. or etc. But which punk broke it, though. I mean, there was this stranglehold still, of rock groups that were still living in 1969, and just repeating that, and then punk came through it. And for whatever reason, it it, it took took hold with some groups, and then it, it really blossomed in the 80s where people are like, we're going to do what we want. We don't necessarily have to do the same thing mm. that everyone else is doing. If you want to, you can, but at least there was a variety of oh, uh, huge, approaches. You know, so much yeah. creativity. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the, um, the, the bands didn't, uh, Blondie didn't sound like. You know, no, and, and pretenders or, or and they were distinct. Like when I hear any of your music from any of this, I know who it is. It's no, yeah. <laughs> and the thing about it too is I like two aspects of this. I like how organically everybody found each other. It's like, wow, yeah. you got this album. You realize you're not the only one who likes something. And the other thing I found being like, especially like my good friend Kevin Wilcox, but he's not alone. All these young musicians, so many of them know your work. You mentioned right. new math. Well, I, that's why you know, Kevin. Know. Kevin came because he's best. He's very close to. Remember, you know my my Devil's Pension Band right now. The drummer and the lead singer were in a band with Kevin. Um, whatever band he had before he left. But you solidified that whole thing in Scorgies, like you said, and then people met at Scorgies, whether seeing you guys or somebody else. In fact. Mick Albert, that I did the show with, started the show with 39 years ago, mm -hmm. uh, met at a Chesterfield King show there. I, you guys, I think September of 79 might have been the first time you played there? Yeah, that's when they opened. Yeah, because I remember going downstairs from the bar area, not the door that you would mm -hmm. later go mm -hmm. in, and we went downstairs, and it was a crazy night. You guys are throwing out bumper stickers and T-shirts and doing Gloria and, you know, Wooly Bully and all the hot rods, all your um, still stuff. Yeah, it was great. Um, well, I, I think what I feel has happened, because um, there are young younger people like, like um, Derek, who's taken over the lead singing um, for these shows. Uh, he... He's uh, 20, 30 years younger. Uh, he knows everything we've done. He knows every, all the bands that that were around then. That's who interests him. You know, you know Richard Hell or or um, you know or Patti Smith or John Cale or Johnny Thunders. You know, yeah, John, yeah. you know the, all those bands yeah. are who he. There were punk bands that came after in the nineties. And these kids were have not a lot of interest in that. Yeah, they have more interest in what we all did in this from '79 or '77 up. Um, there, they know it. They know it by heart. They got all the records. Uh, uh, you know, the kids in uh, Danny's Favorites. Uh, the guitar player came running up to me <laughs> when he did a show with Danny's Favorites, 
and he came running up. To, he had all my records, and he wanted and me to the sign Lake them. Brothers and Danny's favorites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what you got to do though. The thing I'm is, I'm like you... so amazed at these. <laughs> yeah. You know that all these people. This is the music that, and I'm, and we're not the only thing they love. They sure. love all of that stuff that came in in the late '70s and you know mid '80s. Uh, that's what their influences are. That's who they like. That's who they. Um, and and I think you know televisionaries and etc. are are great. Oh, yeah. I, but you I get the them. ones. It's amazing. You get like the kid who comes up to you. It's like when did we make this Belgian import? <laughs> well, like they get stuff you don't even <laughs> yeah. know. Uh, One well. of the things like for me there were the late night rock shows, and I remember seeing the play Asthmatics. Just the theatricality. We opened like, for them. They're using. The sawing cars in half. Ah, Webster, New York. We just, opened you know. for the Plasmatics in Albany. <laughs> New Math did. Wow. But then we realized that we were like, we got blown off the stage. I'll tell you <laughs> well, that. Well, you're yeah. blowing you I mean, there were like chainsaws. And, yeah, yeah, there was like coffins opening and people coming out with chainsaws and she didn't have anything on it. Well, she had like the little, did she have the yeah. tape yeah, on She had the little, electrical the tape on Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, who remembered us? Well, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, you that they were, but they really gave it everything. It yeah. was a, a great, and they fit in with that. I mean, they had their own. I don't, you know, I wouldn't say they were punk. I say they were <laughs> beyond punk. They were yeah. like show. They were like shock rock sort yeah, of, like yeah, you know, kind of a theater, funky metal sound, you know, a yeah. little bit like Alice Cooper background, just because of theatrics and everything. Yes. Everything else, like uh, it was, it was, <laughs> but still, you got the best tribute ever, and I posted this on Facebook before I heard my brother tell me there was somebody wrote scourges in the uh, bathroom. They wrote they piss among you in the <laughs> bathroom. And now, what band could have a better? Tribute to yeah, them. Well, I don't know. They used to write crappy in the Stenchmen for Cappy and the <laughs> Frenchmen. So this, is, this is what they're putting out. Oh, it's a beautiful red. You have to describe it, it on the show because we have no visual. Ladies and gentlemen, you'll want one for yourself. It's the yes. new math T-shirt that comes with. The, well, you have to order it separately yeah. or buy a package. It'd be fantastic for you. It yeah. Comes in red and red. This is what you can buy: the T-shirt, CD. And, and vinyl album, or you can buy the T-shirt and CD, or the T-shirt and the album. And this is Propeller Yeah, let's Records, get into that. How did this come recording. about, Gary? Pro- Propeller like, Sound Recordings, kids. How did Remember this come that? about, Propeller, Propeller Sound thing? Recordings? Well, what happened um, had nothing to do with us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, really, we didn't go, like, begging or knocking oh, on doors. Oh, we need people to know. hear our music. No. Um... <laughs> This Jay Coyle, who's heading um, Propeller Sound Recordings, you know, they, they, I, I know of them because they've reissued some other bands that I like, like Love Tractor, and um, they had a long time, yeah, yeah, but they reissued them. Yeah. Um, and Jay actually grew up in Rochester. There you go. And he remembers Kevin Patrick's radio show. Yeah. Uh, import, import export. export. Yep. Uh, well, they did it on CMF with Uncle Raj, right? right. Well, yeah. Uncle Raj, I think that. Well, you might have. Uncle Raj had his oh, own. Ted Edwards. Uh, he uh, had his one at midnight where it was a local yeah. show. Um, but I remember that. I remember but Kevin yeah. had his import export, which really influenced a lot of people because he played. I was saying this music 
that a lot of people weren't hearing and may not have heard uh, because he was trading with Howard. Now, Howard Thompson uh, produced a lot of this stuff for Mm -hmm. us. Um, So so, uh, Jay remembers that was what caused him to get into the more creative new wave punk um, he, he does a lot of, uh, with bands out of the um, out of Georgia you know okay. at, um, Athens sound yeah that's he, he's kind of um, so uh, he may have seen us before he left the city because he called and and said look you know I have this propeller sound recordings and we do reissuing and stuff and um and I would really like to put out um, new math. And um, so that was when we put a call out, uh, went through a lot of tapes. I still have tons of tapes that have nobody's heard I, that I found <laughs> through, <laughs> through this project. And um, Did you put and, the WRUR interview on there? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I taped it. Yeah. I think it may be the only yeah. copy. Well, the the song I can tell. <laughs> yeah, I can it, tell was on there. Yeah. Is in our set. All right. Has that been reissued been, on the on the collection? Uh, no. Can't because we don't have a good recording of it. Yeah, that's I know. The only recording, and it's not. You know, it's it's from a radio from a. Yeah. That's... I don't know. We and I say we went through so many tapes. Yeah. And the original sound recording of that song. So we may re we may re uh, record it. Okay. I've heard that. I've heard the, the one with Willie Alexander, the one you did with them. I heard some of those songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another great thrill of my life. Mm-hmm. But that was again another period in new math. It's when we went to the to the They Walk Among You mm-hmm. uh, Gardens. That's the uh, the more horror psychedelic version, which we may hear was, from in the future. Yeah. Maybe if we're yeah. lucky, you well, never know. They actually um, uh, in nineteen ninety nine, Reanimator Records yeah. put out. A CD because at that time they called, they contacted me. That was when the internet was new, mm-hmm. and um, you guys came on the radio show to plug it. I remember that somebody came and somebody told me I was on the internet because that was kind of new. <laughs> yeah, you know? I was on the internet and somebody said anybody who knows anybody from New Math, please get them to contact us. And there were these two brothers in in Ann Arbor, Michigan, who had a label called Reanimator, and they said, you know, your stuff is only on vinyl <laughs> and yeah. not on CD. Yeah. And that was 1998 Wait, the or dead something. Wake the Dead, baby. I have the shirt, actually. That was, the... you know, so, you know, of course, things are reversing now, and <laughs> who cares about CDs? And I do, everybody wants, still everybody vinyl, wants vinyl. You know. um, which is why the, I'm just so thrilled that we're getting a 12-inch vinyl release. Cool. Oh my God! You know, I got both of them. I got the CD and the vinyl. Just the yeah. uh, so so uh, they they put it out. I you know, and so that that period is actually covered in in a in a reissuing sort of manner. A lot of the songs are on that uh, "Wake the Dead." Yeah. So that was covered. This early stuff. And a lot of people are mad at me that I didn't put early stuff on. Just two songs. You've got uh, Johnny's on top, which I'm glad you put on there because I here. just remember hearing you do it like once or twice. And then uh, 
His uh, Dietrag on there, or was it? Yeah. Oh, no, The Restless now? Kind, yeah. I think, is on there, too. And everything else is, is more current, if my if memory serves I me mean, right. on the 99? Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if Restless Kind is on there. I don't remember. I'd have to... It was more the, the dark stuff. stuff. It was more... Yeah. Like, we don't check yes. facts on this show. No, you, I, you don't need was, no stinking it facts. It was the dark stuff. Yeah. Um, 15%. Is that one song I've heard, like, played my brothers played the one creature in the dead of night that it's, right i've never yeah. heard that on any album or anything before no 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 that was I remember not that, kevin introduces uh, electric music for the mind yeah, <laughs> for your mind and body yeah. Yeah. but one thing yeah. i wanted to ask you too is about die trying in the john peel stuff i think people would be interested in yeah that. well um again when we recorded die trying uh, this was uh, at the time that we were trying to get out to everybody that the independent record release independent record companies independent meaning you did you went to the label and you had you took the you paid for the recordings you did them all you gave them to them they then issued them and when uh, which was a lot less recoupable then if they came and gave you forty or fifty thousand dollars, you recorded it, which took the whole fifty thousand dollars, um, <laughs> and then you were into them, and and you know that that whole record deal. Whereas this record deal was, you know, so when we did die trying in Angela, we gave it to Howard, went back to England, and had it released on Reliable Records. Um, it then got played on the John Peel show, and Howard w was working for CBS. At, he moved from Ireland to CBS, and so he released it on CBS Records in England. So that was how we got airplay in England as opposed to nothing here because it was an independent record from England here, we did do Die Trying one more time with Archive Records. Yep. So that's been released on three different labels. Um, now four. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. And we are Good going song. to get the uh, <laughs> we're going to get the uh, uh, Book of World Records on how many times a record can be released <laughs> on a different label. You're like an NHL coach. Say that one more time. <laughs> we'll be sitting here 20 years from now going, I can't believe it. <laughs> Somebody else is releasing it again. Or hopefully not. Maybe maybe this one will... People will finally find out that it's... A, it's a great song. Yeah. Um, it was a... I, I felt it was a, a kind of a home run. I mean, people... You know, still to this day, you know, are coming, <laughs> you know, saying die trying is not old and tired. And what I would do is, <laughs> if I played it, if I played die trying to anybody and I asked name the era, they would probably go, these kids just start this year. Yeah, it was timeless. You wouldn't know when it would come from. Where like obviously there's some things we could play. The, that a lot dated. of the stuff on this record is like that. One of my big thrills, actually, that was going to school, and maybe I'm wrong, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the Go-Go's were playing the Dome, and you opened, and I heard 
They Walk Among You play on the radio. <laughs> and special guest, New Myth. Special <laughs> guest, New Myth. Now, we hear you sound on, on CMF really late at night. Every now and then you Actually, might hear one. Actually, I, I called and requested it, and they played it in the afternoon once. Oh, yeah. oh, well, it was a new guy to the station, and he's yeah, he like, okay. The next well, he might have been. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. What did you do? <laughs> Yeah. So this this is like a really big week for but the But then band. we have a whole other period, which was yeah. the three albums that we put out on the Nigger Records, mm-hmm. which was Cow Punky, you know, uh, Sundown on Venus, which was a Space Jet Black Western. Berries, right? Um, that it? was the Jet Black Berries. Yeah, track. yeah. And of course, one of my bragging points of Return of the Living Dead. Right. <laughs> there you go. With the old Crowley, there's One Law, Love, Love Under Will, but ah, that's always... Which, I, the return of the living dead. Was Shadow Drive yeah. supposed to be in there, too? Because that why you wrote it? Was that supposed to be in the movie, too, no. as well? Because it no. sounds like it would go with it a little bit. No, it was not the song I wrote for it, actually. It was Love, Wonder, Will was in the movie. Right. And that song was on uh, an EP, like an eight-song EP, which was you know kind of okay. Um, on Brain Eater Records. Yep. And Brain Eater Records was our friend Steve Frost. That uh, was part of Dutch East Indian, um, and as soon as he pressed the record, you know, and, and everything, it went out of business. So that record never really got released. Well, okay. so, no, the milkshakes were so on then too. Steve yeah. Frost then moved from New York to L.A. and he became an A and R man for Enigma Records. So he is the person that put together the soundtrack for Return of the Living Dead. He did the whole thing. So they gave us money to record a song for the album. We were in the studio recording Sundown on Venus because we decided to take that money and do a whole album, actually a a two-sided, three-sided album. And I wrote a song called, um, what was it called? Oh boy. Um, Shadow Drive. So mm-hmm. I wrote a song called Shadow Drive and another one called um, uh, All Is Lost. And those two songs were songs, because they sent me like a, a cassette mm-hmm. of The Return of the Living Dead with without special effects. Like when. <laughs> like when, when, when no, well, like when, this, when the atomic bomb went off, there was yeah. just a picture of an atomic bomb yeah. or. You know, maybe to get the idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I had that and I wrote songs and we were in the studio recording, you know, the album. When Steve Frost called and said um, they want it now. (laughs) This, This is what movie making is like. Oh, boys, we need it now. Yeah, we, you know, it's not you, done. We you, need it, it now. It wasn't that, but now it's like it's here. Yeah. So, well, because he had released Love Under Will on the Brain Eater, he felt he had control over that song, over anything else that we did. Because some songs were on 415. You'd have to get permission from 415. He didn't have to get any permission. So it's, and he did not get permission from me to put Love Under Will onto the soundtrack. Because it was not written for it, um, but apparently it works because it really um, um, a lot of people like it. 
<laughs> you know and it works. Weird one? This is only me, but I've told my brother this. The movie Sixteen Candles. And yes. I'd have to look again. When they're in the record store. No, no, I swear it wasn't I said, Sixteen Candles. Oh. It was. Um, it was some. Yeah, it was one of those teen movies. It was. Uh, oh, uh, I see. The sundown at Venus and the Racks. It looks like. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It definitely was. It, it was, wasn't it was, it was, my delusions. No, it was. It was one with with this. What's her name? Molly Ringwald. Yeah, Molly Ringwald. Was it? Um, pretty and Pink. Pretty, pretty and Pink was Pretty and Pink. Was pink. Pretty and Pink. You guys Absolutely are under. Absolutely as, you know, as, as, as clear as day. You know, it wasn't she, just me. <laughs> no, no, it's definitely there. It's definitely there. I don't know if John Hughes liked it or. <laughs> it was I, a fluke. It was like the best fluke ever. You know, if, if they built, you know, because you know, movie making, they can build a record store. Yeah. Or you can go into a real record store. But I think they went into a real record store, and it had, you know, because it was a L.A. type of Tower Records or something, record probably, label, yeah. And and they were out in L.A., so so maybe a, a promotion from a nigga wasn't odd. Uh, maybe but, your buddy snuck into the set and he was talking to him. <laughs> that was awesome. I, wanna, I always want yeah. to think that John Hughes was such a fan. <laughs> that, that he made sure that I want a Jet Blackberries. Right here. <laughs> I was just stunned, though, because I'm looking going, no, it can't be it. And I love that album because, like, the third side, you have Carol Ann, all this stuff. But then you have the blank side. It was like, okay, record yeah. what you want on the blank side. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that at the radio station going, what? Not on the other we side. Tried, we put some songs on there trying to link new math mm-hmm. with the Jet Blackberries. So we did Restless Kind again, some other songs. Carolyn, which well, would Carolyn, be more like his Well, Carolyn was just a song yeah. that we yeah. did with uh, Willie Alexander. Okay. And, uh, uh, and that was like a highlight of my life, recording yeah. with Willie. He loved that, too, because I would like message him, and I'd mention this. And he'd always like say, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Good old yeah, Willie. Yeah, he came here and played quite a few times. It was... Mm-hmm. But you played with a lot. I remember the Ramones. Yep. Well, we actually played with Willie at the Rat. Ah, we we cool. backed him up for a whole set. Yep, yep, it was tough crowd. You had to be good at the Rat. Yeah. That'd be and great. I'm sure if you somebody, were. If somebody yeah. taped that, that would be well, awesome. Well, well, we, first we, we opened, and then we backed him up the whole night. So, before so that we, was awesome. Before we get into, this is a very big week for new math, and everybody should come out, buy the album, the CD, the T-shirt, throw stuff at him, throw confetti at him. But, you know, you and Roy especially never stopped. I remember the Atomic Swindlers. Mm-hmm. Well, right now, which is just zooming ahead, Roy seems to be like playing in a bunch yeah. of bands still. Yeah, and yeah. You have a new lovely band, which I really enjoy. If you like Garage, just straight out rock and roll, the Devil Pen- Devil's Pension. How's that going? And that's going fantastic. I, I couldn't have met a better group of people for my aesthetic, you know. And it's not like they were huge fans of New Math or Tip. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but they're extremely talented in, in songwriting. It's been a lot of fun. Um, there are songs that, that we all write um, are, are really great. We have a song called... Um, I got to do shit before the nukes hit. Can you say that? On this? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, this isn't going over the this air. This the yeah, beauty of like Mike's show. We could swear on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't. I, I must behave myself. Yes. All right, all right. Um, but here, go for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of swearing in our songs. 
I keep talking to them. Well, about understandably it, but, so. I mean, you know. But it's right in the title. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always look. I have this weird, like, fetish, like, if I see, like, the, the song list. So you hit them up on the wall, and I'm looking at them going, oh, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, we do Misfits covers and um, Cramps covers and did <laughs> you guys open for the cramps when they were here in 81? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> didn't Lux cut himself or throw something at the ceiling? I, did, I had no you idea what like was going on. He yeah. pulled the ceiling. It was yeah, like he did. This. It was like this stuff. Don was not happy. Yeah. No. Yeah, he threw their drums off the stage <laughs> to get even. Well, somebody pulled Lux's pants down. Yeah. yeah oh, was, it was him. It wasn't Captain uh, Captain Sensible because I heard no. like his pants fell down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we played with Captain. We played with the Damned in, in Buffalo. Yeah. And he was another one that didn't have anything on <laughs> after when the, by the time the show was over. Oh, the um, good old days of rock and yeah, roll. Yeah, the good old days. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was that was. Well, that was why, you know, we were so lucky to be in the middle of opening for the Go-Go's and the B-52's, um, the Cramps. Yeah. Well, I saw you guys, I went to Warp Speed. That yeah. was that was the moment for me, because I had been listening to Ramones and Elvis Costello, which I liked, but it was mostly album rock, and I loved the Beatles and the mid-60s stuff. And then I saw you guys live, you opened for the Ramones, and I'm like, what's going on? Dell Rivers and myself went. We were sitting in the balcony first two songs are great and then you go oh we're gonna do a pretty thing song and i look at him and i go what let's go down on the floor <laughs> and then kevin did gloria and he was going on about how the radio sucks and they might want to hear our songs on the radio and they keep playing billy joel and all this stuff mm -hmm. and i'm going these guys are great <laughs> and from that on yeah i never missed you and i went on budget record and all that good stuff so yeah thank my, you yeah, thank you and my only thing was because again i was a bit of a young on was i couldn't get in or scored you would have thrown me out a window well you didn't but, know the right way to do it yeah uh, mick albert had that down to Science, but so. <laughs> I saw you at the festival tent, as I said before. All yeah. I remember, there, were, there was a band called Listen before you, and I remember what stood out for me too was Kevin was climbing the walls. Yeah, that's about right. You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, they yeah. opened for the Invictus too at uh, Lilac Festival. It was mm -hmm. the first time the Invictus were back since the uh, late '60s, and uh, yeah, that was uh, pretty hmm. wild. You guys opened for them. Hmm. Oh, but that's like yeah, I think like Carol East. Um, yeah, those were good or times. Or what it was called then. Uh, Triangle, Triangle Theater. Triangle Theater. Yeah. Uh, we, we, like, opened for the Ramones there. Um, yeah. You could have got in that, I think. <laughs> it might I, have. I, I you know, know, it's so foggy. I yeah. remember yeah. Yeah. John Hale yeah. played the Triangle. I was 18, so I, uh, I don't know. I, got I remember hearing about the Pretenders yeah, played the Triangle. We opened for the Kale. Pretenders there. Oh, the Romantics played was, there. I saw the Pretenders there, like, Twice yeah, before Ramones uh, played there. Ramones played there. Romantics, George Thorogood, a lot of people that uh, early on. That was the had best everything. venue. Uh, McGuinn, Clark, and Hillman. That was a great one. Yeah. That so. was a great venue. Now it's a wedding venue, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a prom because I got stuck going to see the living room in Abilene. And I had to back my car up between like a space this big because they blocked the way to go down. Which is okay. horrible. Just just go the next block over. Danny's there with Abilene. You're all good. Yeah, mm -hmm. but that was not good. And I'm telling Danny, what about the parking down here? They're blocking the whole street. They're blocking the whole street for a prom. I want to see my music. So mm -hmm. this release is, what yes. was it, Propeller? 
sound recordings. Sound recordings, and it's New Math 
I, I, I think over him, Sam, and... Well, actually, I, I ran into Josh Netsky yesterday. I was just driving I think downtown. Josh is going to be with us on Friday. And he uh, he actually said, I actually ran into Josh Netsky. I was driving down University. He's walking. It's like, yeah, Josh, you're playing. And he said, right now it sounds like he isn't, but he's going to be there. No, as far as I know, he's going to do do some things with us on Friday. You musicians, you goof me up. You tell me mm. one thing. Was that the time well, I was supposed to be no, there? No, Roy is in charge of yeah. all of this. But I know, like you said, like our own Adriana Noon and Iggy were supposed yeah, to be. Iggy is going to play. And, which sure. is like I have to text her about this because this is. Uh... Yeah, we think we have her doing Angela. Cool. Great voice, great voice. But this is like like. Like, Mike, thank you. Like, this is how, because I grew up with this. This is, in a way, how I became involved with, like, Gun Club and all the, I call it underground music, local music. Yeah. Because, obviously, when I was going to school, you could probably guess what most people listen to at yeah. school. So I was listening to something different. So, literally, it's, like, full circle for me. Because then I'm saying people who are friends of mine now who I probably never would have met if I didn't know this music. Well, I would go see these guys, and I'd see the bands that would open up for them. And then I'd listen to WRUR, which at that point, uh, living in northwest Monroe County, I had an attached antenna to get a decent mm-hmm. fix on it. But there were kids coming up from New York and local people who were playing all the new stuff. And that was my way to get yeah. into it and say, hey, look, I don't necessarily have to be with all this other stuff that they're pushing my friends are listening to and, you know, that's on the radio or on TV. I can. This is the stuff I love. I'm going after it. I don't care what anybody thinks. And, yeah, well, actually, yeah. Rochester turned out to be a little mecca. Really, really did. You know, um, between WRUR, Rock and Roll Joel's. And yeah, the, Rock and Roll um, Joel. He and Havelock opened up the... Uh, Parliament Lounge at one point. It didn't last long, but they did that. And, and then there was, uh, Kevin was program director at WR, uh, ITR. ITR. Yeah. And they had a show on CMF, so. Yeah. Um, we found a way. You know, people <laughs> listened to that, came down to the clubs, saw the bands. You know, a lot of these, you know, national acts during that time came through here. Um and I think there's a lot of cities that did not get this. No, it's true. I've heard two things I'll tell you really quick. Like Bill Kirchhoff would plug the high-rises, and what he would yeah. say is, now, you don't think this, but a lot of places don't have bands like this. Yeah. And then one for me is a friend moved to Atlanta. Atlanta, big city, sounds like a cool city. Gets back to me like, well, Rob, don't believe it. Yeah. There's no music down here. But it all goes back to the scene they started. You know, and then Cappy and the Frenchman, the cliches, the Chesterfield Kings, you know, the high techs, and then personal effects, and, you know, then the projectiles, and uh, you just name it. Okay, you're going. in charge for next time you're going to do a tree of everybody. Oh, no, that's a Del Rivers <laughs> thing. Give that to him. I'll tell you about it. He can write it down. <laughs> My memory's not that good on anything. I'm looking oh, no, at Well, I think, again, this is just proof that it's still... It's still there. And I guarantee you, I'm going to predict who you get a mix of young and old of these shows. Too. I think gonna, so. And the thing, too, I'm not going to say, okay, for the guests like Adriana's supposed to be there. I've heard Ben Mori. Come down and find out. It's going to be great no matter what. Yes. It might be a surprise. Maybe Mike will get up and sing. Yeah. <laughs> I still I still got one song in me. I don't know if you guys know Have Love, Will Travel, but I'd pull it yeah, out. Yeah. Actually, we do. <laughs> Uh-oh. 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 I'm in trouble. Devil's Pension does Have Love, Will Travel. Let's see if yes, I still got do. it. Yeah, my Gary Rosley. <laughs> don't, I got it. Yeah. Don't, don't. Oh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I got it in my head. Yeah, we love Sonics. Yeah, 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 oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, of course the Sonics are awesome. Yeah. That's good. But no, it's going to be that's a great... a lot like our stuff. Yeah. yeah. Our original, we do a couple songs that sound like Sonics. And... Oh, yeah. 
That's why I like it's, like it's now. It's like you know uh, we have no shame. <laughs> well, then you can do the money song where people used to throw money at you. That was Remember a good that? one. Oh, that was a big video. mistake. I, oh, my God. The picture, because I was like, I was like that happened with VHS. The... But I remember, like, Roy's hammering a dollar. Yeah. Because you ever, well, the only thing with the... Well, they the, get pelted with the Yeah, I was going to say, did you get pelted with quarters we, and stuff? We meant dollars. <laughs> no. And everybody thought it was cool <laughs> to throw quarters. Well, at least it's better oh than the bottles God. they and used you know to throw what? at you. The yeah. Ramones came out and picked up the money. Did well, they I'm use not a surprised. vacuum cleaner? I heard like the manager uh, used Pneumatic a Pneumatic Girl. That was yeah. another song, speaking yeah. of vacuum cleaner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. used the vacuum cleaner. But remember the Beatles, you were like the Beatles because there was word out that they liked the, the jelly beans, the jelly beans. Jelly babies. So they pelted George and Jim with jelly Well, then, beans. but in America, you see, they'd start throwing their jelly beans. Yeah, and they're like, I'm going to put me on. Yeah, because I remember hearing Kevin. I could stick so remember money, saying dollar so bills, money, yeah. dollar bills, dollar bills. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I remember that. It's like dollar bills. Oh, all good stuff, man. All good stuff. Friday night. Wednesday night. Wednesday night in. We'll just hold it for now on this, and hopefully in the future there will be more. Let's do one step at a time, though, like in terms of this week and enjoy this week, the release and everything. Let's Wednesday see night at the Record Archive, Yep. and then Friday night at Three Heads Brewing. There'll be a lot of surprises, a lot of fun, a lot of good stuff to do. But thanks a lot, man. It's been a really fun time. Yeah, thank you. And uh, we will have, uh, now it's Dealer's Choice. We're not going to have Mike sing that song, so that's Which one? The one you mentioned. No, the one you... Find out why? See. What am I doing? No. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> you're gonna. You have one song left, and you will hold it for another episode. Okay. Yeah, we'll have Greg maybe drum too. on it. Louis, Louis there. Too, we'll have Greg <laughs> drum on it. But uh, from the new release, uh, what would you like to play? You're going to have. We're going to play. Well, a song I gave him uh, Restless Kind. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. And uh, you know, it's another anthem. An anthem to <laughs> to the down uh, downtrodden. Um, it's like that kid growing up. I want to get out of this. Yep. I wanna, yeah, yeah. And know, that's who I was when this came out. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> that's why I was too. You know, good old suburbia sitting there. Let's go. Do the pogo. But but very cool. And thanks a lot, man. We'll oh, see you this you. week. And bye. 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 bye.